Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, February the 2nd, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're on page 163. We're going to be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph that begins, so our fellow worker will soon. Today's readers, and thank you for your service. For the 12 steps, Tenzin P, the 12 traditions, Diane C. Readers of the text are Dara L, Crystal P, and Janice PM. Our newcomer greeter is Gail B, and our second hour host is Betsy H. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 18,491. That's 18491. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 18,493. That's 18493. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tinson P. to please read the 12 steps. Tinson, star one. Oh, there you are. Right. I'm here. Good morning, everyone. Tinson P. checking in from... Uh, still snowy New York City. All right, and here we, here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed 
and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin P. And I'll now, now ask Diane C. to please read the 12 traditions. Good, good morning, everybody. Diane C. from Kenosha, Wisconsin. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one, but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you, Diane C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. <clears throat> 
In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we're on page 163. We'll be reading and commenting on the fourth paragraph that begins, So Our Fellow Worker Will Soon. And I'll now ask Dara L. to please start reading. Oh, yeah, great. Thank you so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. So our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. Some of them may sink and perhaps never get up. But if our experience is a criterion, more than half of those approached will become fellows of Alcoholics Anonymous. When a few men in this city have found themselves and have discovered the joy of helping others to face life again, There will be no stopping until everyone in that town has had the opportunity to recover, if he can and will. Um, Yeah, so this is a short paragraph, but it makes me think about, today's the first day of of Black History Month, and, um, you know, (laughs) and how does that relate to this paragraph? Because I think, you know, the opportunity for freedom is so precious and so sacred and um, I was thinking about how you know um, that's all I have to offer as a recovered compulsive eater is just the chance you know that if maybe I show someone the path that I've taken to be free you know with God's help and love and support um, and and with entire abstinence and the practice of these 12 steps you know then then they have a choice And I think that choice is something that um, in some ways is sort of my experience of the way that people speak about this program is that we don't really focus on choice. We talk about, you know, the powerlessness and the unmanageability and we talk about um, God, you know, and, and all of that is true and beautiful. But I think, you know, over and over again, what I'm confronted with is the fact that I I do, you know, have a choice each and every day. Like, do I want to choose God or do I want to choose the disease? Do I want to succumb? to the bondage, you know, the bondage of self, the bondage of food, the bondage of the things that kept me broken and battered and not the woman that I want to be, you know, or the woman that God wants me to be, or do I want to, do I want to choose? And one of the most humbling experiences for me um, in sponsorship is knowing that like the people that I love and care about and work with and sincerely want to recover, they get to choose each and every day, you know, they get to, they get to decide whether they honor their commitments or not. And, um, and, and I, I really love um, that, you know, the statistics of the big book founders, I think were, were vastly superior to the statistics that we have in OA um, today. And a lot of that, I, I really believe was because they didn't water down the message. It was like, you know, this is what we've got to offer, which is entire abstinence, the working of the 12 steps, the path to God that is entirely voluntary. And I don't know about anyone else on the line, but for me as a compulsive eater and anorexic and bulimic, I felt like I had zero choices. Um, Like I was always at the mercy of this disease. And today, you know, hand in hand with God, I do feel like I I, I am free today in a way that I have never ever been before and you know happiness yeah check you know joyous absolutely much of the time but for me the the real um i don't know the real promise of this program lies in the freedom and in the path to empowerment um you know that it's not a power that that comes from me but it's a power that comes when i connect myself 
with God. And, and the disease was really powerful too. You know, I, I just, my experience has been that um, either I align myself with the power of the disease or I align myself with the power of recovery. Um, and in one, I'm, I'm in bondage. Yeah, thanks. Uh, in one, I'm in bondage. And in the other, I get to be a free woman. Um, and with that, I'll pass. And thanks so much for your service. Thank you, Dara L., for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back and let others share. And who would like to share on what was read? Melissa Barbara E. Melissa, Barbara. Anyone else? Lauren A. Lauren A. Couple more. Nancy R. Nancy R. Okay. We will get started with Melissa C., Barbara E., Lauren A., and Nancy R. Melissa C., please share with us. Hey, sorry. Sorry, took a little second to unmute. Um, Good morning. Thanks so much, Lisa, for your service this morning. Um, I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, when I read this paragraph, it makes me, well, First of all, whenever there's the word friend or friendship, I feel, um, you know, I feel like a nudge to share. I feel, um, I feel friendship is a beautiful thing. It's a gift from God. You know, we're we're actually told that that that's one of the ways that we find our higher power. This idea of of friends that it's not, you know, something I can't explain. It's nothing I can apply logic to, and yet we know it's real. And that, you know, for me was allowed me to have this understanding of God, my first understanding of God. And I think, um, you know, what this tells me is, yeah, this guy comes, you know, to town and we're going to be lonely if we're on our own, but if we carry the message, you know, and we live according to these principles, we have the opportunity to cultivate incredible friendships. And that's been the truth for me, you know, um, the word friend appears all over this book, and in fact, even in the chapter working with others, it's like 16 times. So, um, yeah, sponsors and co-fellows are friends, and I think, you know, my definition of friend has has evolved and grown. A friend, you know, that I found in program are people who tell me the truth right? They don't just agree with me. Um, you know, and I have thank, I made so many friends in this program. And one of the things that um, I also thought of this morning when I read this was, what about the people who, you know, the friends that we make along the way who don't recover or, or who go back out there? And, um, you know, and for myself, every now and then, I've got a few of them that I reach back out to. I send them a text or a message, um, and one of them said to me one time, and it, and it really broke my heart, she said, and I thought we were really good friends, and she said, Melissa, it's too painful for me to talk to you. It, it's just too painful. Um, you know, 
because she was eating and she was in the food. And I thought, you know, that's what the disease does. It tells us that we're not, um, we're not worthy of friendship. We're not worthy of, of love and support and all those wonderful things. And, you know, and if you're struggling today and that's your thought, you know, that somehow you don't qualify, um, you know, the qualification for a friend in this program is desperate. <laughs> so if you're desperate, you know, um, or it's helpful, right, helpful or desperate, um, in either place there's a spot for all of us. Um, thanks so much. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. And Barbara E., you're up, followed by Lauren A. Good morning, everyone. It's Barbara E. from New Jersey. Well, the paragraph says some of us will not recover and may not get up again and try again to run away, not remembering perhaps the pain this disease placed me and perhaps you in. They say that people who don't remember their past are doomed to repeat it, but people who hang on to their past miss the chance for a future. If I take no risk, if I choose not to participate out of fear of failure, then I can't be disappointed. I can say this program will never work. None of them have, so why try? I know for me I chose to isolate, stay locked away with my disease. But not today. Today I choose courage, which is just fear I ignore. I say yes to life, to take chances, letting go of the parachute and trusting I'll be caught. I can be brave, not afraid to experience what life has to offer and not to worry I'll fail again. I'll probably make decisions that may be mistakes, but I'll consider them life lessons to take whatever comes my way. If the day is a rough one, I can change course. Make a call to one of you, to one of our beautiful tribe, to go to a meeting, to be inspired, not be afraid and possibly fail again, but pick myself up. It's not how many times we get knocked down. It's how many times we pick ourselves up again and pray for guidance. When I first came in, I thought I was a star when I lost my weight, but I soon realized I'm still just an usher in the theater of life. If I utilize the tools, follow the steps, the 10 steps, and my nightly review, and do did I say 10, the 12 steps, and my nightly review and pray, God, what is your plan for me today to guide me in the morning and throughout the day? I know I have a better chance of not forgetting my past and living in today. So happy Groundhog Day to everyone and to the beginning of a Black History Month. Every month should be Black History Month, in my humble opinion. Thank you, everyone, for participating in my recovery. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. And Lauren A., you're up, followed by Nancy R. Good morning. This is Lauren A. Thank you for hearing my name, and thank you for everybody that's made this meeting work this morning. I've heard some great stuff already. I read this chapter. This paragraph earlier and thought, oh, I can't think of anything to say about it, but 
Barbara and Melissa and Dara have already have all given me some great ideas. The thing that Barbara brought up that I kind of passed over was some of them may sink and perhaps never get up. And I'm so glad that I um, I sunk repeatedly, but I did get back up again, and I'm so grateful for that. And um, what Dara was saying about having choices, I'm I'm so very grateful about about having the choices that I do now. And and it's sad that that you know there's so many people stuck in so many different addictions and they don't have choices. And um, I'm just very grateful that I'm not one of those. And I'm hoping that there's some way maybe I can help somebody else. Uh, realize that they do have choices and and that you know the, the you know the the chapter name there is a solution there really is and and i and i hope to be an example of that and and then what melissa c was saying about friends really struck me too because most of my friends are from 12 step programs either aa or oa i met my husband at an aa meeting and and a lot of my friends and I have a friend in Florida that uh, I met over the phone because of Vision for You, and and I went down there and visited her. And her friends kind of thought she was nuts that she was inviting this person she'd never met. Actually, I invited myself, but uh, and it worked out great. We're we're best of friends, and I and I feel so close to my sponsor and other people I've met over the years and over the phone, which you know is kind of odd too. But that's that's how this this works, and I'm I'm just grateful this morning. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you, Lauren A. And Nancy R., your turn. Hi, this is Nancy R. from Illinois. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, great. Good morning. Thank you for leading the meeting. <clears throat> I didn't think I was going to talk today, but there was a pause in the um, in, in people uh, saying their names, so I felt led to jump in. Um, so our fellow worker will soon have friends galore. Uh, I have um, my best friends. I have a circle of women that are primary in my life because of this program. And um, we've been together for decades. And um, I am so thankful that for that because they're the people who know me and who I can tell anything to. And they're the ones that... Um, I went to um, when I started Vision for You and started working as a recovered sponsor a few months ago um, and, you know, told my secrets too because in this crazy disease I was keeping secrets from the women closest to me in my life, the women who know all my secrets. Um, and, uh, you know, I couldn't do that without this program uh, and we're having work through the steps. I'm on step 12. So um, I look so forward to making even more good friends um, in this program. I hear um, friendships um, when people greet each other uh, on this line. And uh, when we had the OA birthday party, everyone was so happy to see each other. I'm like, oh, hi, I'm here. I want to know you guys too. And I'm so grateful um, just to be here uh, among the living again. Um, and uh, I can relate to this part about having discovered the joy of helping others to face life again. And uh, that's what I feel like I've been giving the, given the gift of facing life again. And also, um, I'm ready to start helping others uh, to face life again. Um, and um, um, just feeling really grateful this morning. So thanks. Thank you, Nancy R. And this morning, we're um, reading 
in the chapter, A Vision for You. We're on page 163, the fourth paragraph, commenting on that one paragraph only, and it begins, so our fellow worker will soon. Who else would like to share this morning? Zoe D in the UK. Somebody D in the UK. I couldn't hear her first name. Ross M. Ross M. Anita L. Hoodie R. Anita L. Hoodie. Vasa O. Vasa O. Reggie O. Reggie O. Chris W. Chris W. Okay, that's a great lineup. Um, let me tell you who I have, and uh, I think I got this all right. Um, whoever was somebody D from the UK, you may have to spell your name for me, but I have Russ M, Anita L, Hoodie R, Vasa O, Reggie O, and Chris W. So somebody D from the UK. Hi, yeah, this is Zoe, Z-O-E-D from the UK. Can you spell your name? I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. So it's Zoe, Z-O-E. Thank you, Zoe. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Zoe D here, recovered composite overeater in the UK. I'm grateful for this meeting. And um, yeah, what came to me this morning was, you know, I I did have friends galore. Um, even in the disease, I had loads of friends, but I was a different person when I was around certain people so it would depend on what substance was being used or what kind of people I was around I would adapt myself to to fit in with with my friends so I was never really authentic you know I'd never be able to be myself and um, when I would come away from them you know I was left with a resentment that they they wouldn't um, allow me to be myself which is entirely of my own making I now know and that's the stuff that I used to eat on, um, having to keep feelings in, having to keep keep um, stopped from saying stuff that I thought might offend somebody. And what I found in recovery is people that genuinely accept me for who I am, for all of the different parts of me, and who are understanding and authentic as well. You know, there's no there's no fakeness going on we can all be vulnerable we can all be authentic and still be loved um we can all make mistakes and still be loved and uh just to echo about working with other people uh this program allowed me to work with other people in a different program as well so i'm now sponsoring like three people and it's just so beautiful it is absolutely the highlight of my life it's given me a purpose and a meaning and uh, I'm so grateful to everyone in this line. So I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Zoe D. And Russ M., you're up, followed by Anita L. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Russ M., Recover Compulsive Overeater, outside of Philly. Uh, our fellow worker will have friends galore. When I, before I came into the program, I have, a, I have a lot of friends, man. I have a lot of very good friends. Uh, I'm blessed with that. At my worst, they stuck by me. When I was hurting, they, you know, they picked me up. But when I came into program, and I start working at this way of life, it's a different deal. We speak a different language. There's, there's, there's a connection with each other that I can't say 
that I've had with people that I grew up with, people I've known for my whole life, people, you know, my family, my very close friends. And look, I, I know God has restored me by living this way of life. I understand that. It's only God that did it. But there's a lot of people in this program that pointed me towards God, that picked me up and dusted me off and showed me a way to live and held me accountable too. That's another thing that didn't didn't uh <laughs> didn't fall for my baloney, you know? And so, you know, I always say I owe. So it compels me to give it to someone else. It compels me to live this 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 life just not like, you know, kind of moseying through it, but with intention and and live it to to help one another. Like, you know, this this isolation, this disease destroys a lot of things, relationships, and it puts you in a hole and it isolates you. But, you know, the other thing is if I wasn't a compulsive overeater junkie and, you know, living this way of life, I wouldn't have what I have with this family and all these very good people that are around me. Human people, uh, imperfect people that understand and and you know they 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 help you know we help each other we do it together we live this together is what i'm saying it's it's like a universal support group whatever the 50 cent word you want to call it it's a heck of a way of life so thank you for letting me share y'all have a beautiful day love you thank you thank you russ m and anita l you're up followed by hoodie r Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L., also from outside of Philadelphia. And uh, I think I live within a half hour of where Russ lives. So, Russ, we must get together one of these days. Anyway, I wanted to share, I am feeling very, very spiritually connected. Um, uh Beside the paragraph, um, which I missed our reading, and she's also from Philadelphia. Um, uh, I was writing my letter to God while she was sharing and then reading it to my meditation partner. And um, so for today, I can say that, you know, I have a friend, and it is the best friend that I have ever known and it's not someone I can give a hug to physically spiritually I can because this friend is my higher power and I'm so grateful that for today I have finally come to have known and developed this relationship with my higher power my best friend my best bud and uh, because I have taken the time out to do a daily meditation now for quite a while, I have received the gift of developing this relationship with my higher power. And this is just the beginning. You know, I've been doing it for over a year and a half now, every day. And never knowing that that's what I was missing out all these years I've been in program decades and I always knew there was a little bit missing from my program that was keeping me in recovery and bringing me to a life beyond my wildest dreams and it was because I wasn't taking 
time out daily, enough time. You know, I always prayed and, you know, said the first three steps and the second half of 11 and, you know, most of the time followed my food plan, had relapses, and then God brought me to another lovingly beautiful place. But um, for today, I am living a life beyond my wildest dreams. And this last line on the bottom of 163 where it says, a few men in this city have found themselves. That's what my higher power has allowed me to do, to find the real me, the loving side of me, who wants to be there for others. And, And that's what is continued in the rest of this line and having discovered the joy of helping others to face life again there will be no stopping okay um i heard that until i can give it to as many people as possible and yesterday i carried the message and feel so grateful for that so hang in there new people it only gets better thanks for letting me share i pass Thank you, Anita L. And Hoodie R, you're up, followed by Vasa O. Hoodie, press star one, we can't hear you. We still can't hear you, Hoodie. Vasa O, if you are available, I can come back to Hoodie. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. There you go. Thank you, Vasa. Okay, it's Vasa? Yes, go ahead. Uh Thank you so much for your service, and Vasa. Recovered compulsive overeater calling from Port Charlotte, Florida. This is a good reading. I, you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, before I came to Overeaters Anonymous, it's some, it's a, some of them may sink and perhaps never get up. And that's where I was with the food addiction before I came to OA. And I was sinking and sinking deeper and deeper. There was no way out of it. I was drowning myself in it. So um, it, it is, I'm just so grateful that somebody um, brought me to, to the program, 12-step me. And this was my last hope. I remember saying, if this doesn't work, you know, I'm just going to die. And uh, today, my best friend is really, it's a higher power. And I remember saying, how could I have a best friend that's called God, a higher power, that I cannot touch and see? Well, you know, my sponsor said, fake it till you get it. And I did get it, you know. I faked it at the beginning. Okay, God. I'm having a hard time with you, you know. Please help me, show me. And I've been, I've been showing, showed all this many, many years. I've been in 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 the program. Uh, I do have a conscious contact with um, my higher power on a daily basis today, and I have developed other friendships uh, over the years in OA because I can relate, I can identify. I just felt at home. These people understand me, you know, and I understand them. And, at the, you know, before I came to OA, I didn't have a lot of friends. I was more isolated. I was very devoted to my home, the kids, husband, you know, and that's the way I was raised. 
you know, I shouldn't have too many friends. That that was my responsibilities. But I also was uh, drowning myself in the food. So I'm grateful that I was led into uh, to the program. I've developed friendships all over the country, you know, whether I see them or not. We have that connection. You know, I uh, the voices are just amazing. I can connect with the voice and 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 with their recovery, you know. And uh, I have my sponsor has been in my life for 36 years by the grace of God. And I have rekindled old relationships. So that's a blessing, you know, to to go back into my childhood and in the old country, my cousins and relatives in school, you know, and uh, because I have the courage today, I didn't. I had a lot of fears, worries, and anxieties before, and that's gone one anxiety, one fear at a time. And I've been been, a, been able to connect with people. It feels wonderful. Sometimes I feel like I'm overwhelmed. That there's just too many people, you know. But I do the best that I can, and I cannot be best friends with everybody. But I like the connection. Thank you. I just love to give it, give give the program away to others that that want it, that they work it. Thank you for letting me share. Pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Hoodie R, are you available? Okay, Hoodie, I'll keep trying. Reggie O, are you available? Hi, good morning. Thanks for your service. Thanks, everybody, for being here. My name is Reggie O, very gratefully recovered from this disease today. And, uh, boy, what a paragraph. You know, it brought me back uh, to my beginnings in OA, and especially that uh, last sentence, you know, no stopping until everyone in that town has had his opportunity to recover, if he can and will. And uh, I, I remember when I first discovered that there was really something wrong with my eating, you know, and, and I, I I think I shared this not that long ago. I, I discovered I was an alcoholic with food by going to Al-Anon and not knowing that there was such a thing as, as a way uh, until, you know, when, when I discovered that within two weeks, two friends of mine that I hadn't talked to in a while had gone to OA, thought it was phenomenal, told me about it. And uh, and I went, you know, and, and I have been for the most part coming ever coming ever since, you know, and if it weren't for them and I kept on going, you know, I, I was doing something, you know, another self-help thing. I can't, re- I do remember the book. I can't think of the name of it that I was working through at that time to try to get me out of this compulsive eating thing, you know, and I tried everything, fasting and this and that, and uh, nothing ever worked uh, as, as I, most of us who are here know. And, um, you know, and then and then just the community, developing the community of people that I can talk to, like any, you know, like I can't talk to any other people, really. And uh, I remember when I, I think when I got recovered for the first time and I, I just woke up and something had come over me and I, I called someone to be my sponsor that I was kind of afraid to ask to be my sponsor and I made this decision that I would be completely honest with her about everything and I found that I could you know and and that that leads me to you know like oh gosh we I mean this was light you know live we all knew each other live back when I first came in and uh, but we I mean we, we there was a it was a huge family you know and I as we are here today it's different we don't always see each other but I'll tell you I can have conversations with people in program 
like I can't have with other people. And it's amazing to be able to share at that level and to listen at that level. And uh, so the joy of helping others to face life again, you know, for a long time, not thinking I had enough to help other people, you know, and there was a selfishness around that, certainly. But today, you know, when I can, you know, help something I say or working with a sponsee that helps someone else, it is amazing the the joy and the light that that brings into my life. And, you know, so we just keep on keeping on. It started it started with two, you know, and now there are millions and millions of us and there are plenty more who, who will need and yet need, you know, uh, this hand, you know, the hand of uh program and the 12 steps today. So thank you all for being here and I'll pass with that. Thank you, Reggie O and Hoodie, Hoodie R. I'll keep trying. Hi, this is Hoodie R. There you are. Go ahead, Hoodie. Yes. This is Hoodie R, Recover Compulsive Overeater in Israel. And um, when I read when I heard this paragraph being read, um, I was like, Wow, this is like so true for me. And now I'm just lost each year. Okay. Um, it says here in the end of the paragraph, it says, um, okay, um, when a few. When a few men have found themselves and had discovered the joy of helping others to face life again. There will be no stopping until everyone in that town has had the opportunity to recover, if he can and will. And I really found my, um, you know, when when I started this um, started this work and I went through the work with another recovered person, with another recovered sponsor, and um, I started seeing the joy in my life again between after putting down the food and just being able to enjoy what life had for me, enjoy those people that it, around me. And um, when I then, and, and then the joy of just helping another compulsive overeater from the beginning and just seeing the their joy in their eyes, it's like there's no stopping for me. And I just, I have this drive that I, I want to be helpful. I want to help other people to be able to find that light that, you know what, you don't have to live like this anymore. There is a solution. And um and it's just there's no stopping. I just have I just have this like there's no like sometimes I can feel like, Oh yeah, I'm so tired, I can't do this, another failure, another another failure, oh this person's never gonna get it and I have to remember that, you know, I just I have this opportunity that, you know, I I just could help someone else recover and because the joy might come, and I don't know when the joy is going to come, but I'm also planting a seed to someone else, and I don't know when they're going to get it. But you know, what? they have the opportunity to live differently, and um, and if I if I hold back and I am and I'm too full of fear not to push my way through, then they have, might have a, not not experience the opportunity to really discover this joy, this joy of helping others, being a present to another person is so is so wonderful and it's helping me to grow in more ways and and not and um in the beginning i was talking about how so our fellow worker will soon have friends galore i am just so uh, there's friends from around the world like who knew that i 
I'm in Israel here, and I could pick myself up and just fly across the country to another person's house, live there, and we're like sisters. We're like family, and it's just so amazing that I could connect on a on a personal level, and um, I'm just so grateful today that I... I I um I picked up the step I took that step to recover and I'm continuously working with others because there's no there's no greater joy than seeing another person recover and with that I pass. Thank you, Hoodie R and Chris W. Your your turn. Hi there, I'm Chris W. Chris with a K from Nashville, Tennessee, recovered compulsive overeater, and. Gosh, my mind was just going through all the different things that this whole paragraph was talking about with the friendships. And, you know, I'm thinking I have my very, very best friend of 28 years. Her son just died a couple days ago, and I'm going to try to get there to be with her for several days. And um, and she's she was my eating buddy, and we both. I have a picture of both of us together um, at her son's house that died, um, and we'd come down for a visit. And um, here we are. We both had the same robes on, and one was green, one was pink, and we looked like great big Buddhas with, you know, little bookends. And, And I thought, last time I was at her house, I fasted for 30 days and ended it while I was at her house. And within one 24 hours, or it was even less than that, it was like 12 hours, I'd eaten a whole large pizza all by myself because I ended my fast. So, and I just kept eating until it was time to go home. And before I got there, she said, well, I'm going to hide all the snacks and everything because I know you can't help yourself when you're with me because to me, love was being with my best friend and the food, always the food. And I would see my, I'd go visit my mom and I might have just eaten a hamburger on the, on the way and finished it as I pulled in the parking lot. But I would go into the house and look in the cupboards and grab my favorite foods. So food always meant love, love, love. And it's only been recently that I've been able to um, see that food doesn't mean love to me anymore. But it's been because I have such great friends in this program that I can really be myself with. And when I, especially now that I'm in the steps, uh, maintenance steps, and um, doing the 11th step every night, when there's something that said, you know, the part that says, have you kept anything from someone that you should tell? And I went and had surgery, um, got gastric sleeve, went to Mexico all by myself, didn't tell a soul for, for a whole year. Didn't lose any weight because I, I stretched out my, um, my stomach after a few weeks because I was so angry that I couldn't eat. And I just kept stuffing and stuffing, and I had no help. But, you know, I'm involved with, you know, this group of people that we can share anything. Um, And with that, I pass. Oh, thank you, Chris W. 
And we have time for probably two more shares, maybe three. Is there anyone else that would like to share? I think somebody between Jim and Raquel. Victoria W. Victoria. Okay. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name, I have Jim, Victoria, and Raquel. And hopefully we can get everybody in. Jim, please share with us. Jim S., grateful recovering overeater. Um, while I was thinking of the these words in the reading today, I have a tendency to want to be popular. And I think if I do it right, I will be popular. Um, I I don't I know this is not a popularity contest. And um the thing is I go to meetings and I share where I'm at, which gives me just a wonderful encouragement just to be able to share. And um, I'm just now really turning on to spirituality. And it's such a relief to be able to express myself. And now I don't worry about the words I say, and I'm not listening to them so that that pleases me. It's I need to speak the language of recovery, and um, I just love it when people share spirituality, and because that's the prime reason for living, I believe, is to be spiritually minded, and um, so I'm so glad I got a chance to share today, because I was starting to feel like I was in the at the edge of oblivion. Um, that's how I, I I go from high to low. And um, so just to be able to share today is, is a great encouragement to me. And I I love this program and I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I'll pass with that. Thanks. Thank you, Jim. And Victoria, if you'll give me the first initial of your last name, Victoria, followed by Raquel. Absolutely. Are you able to hear me? Yes. Okay, perfect. This is Victoria W. Recovered for today in Miami, Florida. Um, I, some of you know that I moved recently from Houston where I first found OA and first found recovery. Um, through the course of the pandemic, I found myself really just lost and, and reading and needing to relocate for a few reasons. I then went to North Carolina to be with my family. Um, and then I recently just moved to Miami to move in with my partner of three years, um, which is a wonderful thing, but also brings its own challenges with it, as those of you who cohabitate with a romantic partner, I'm sure know. Um, but the coolest thing was, you know, when I was seeing like, oh, all my friends lost their job and left Houston, like, oh, all my um all my um you know I changed my job so I work from home now and I was like I'm really not sure why I live here but I kept coming back to but I have all these connections in OA here and I was a little bit scared of like what's that going to look like when I move and I just want to tell you the amazing way that God has shown up in my life because I literally didn't have to worry at all I mean it's just so amazing um, when I drove from North Carolina down to Miami, I actually stayed at a fellow's house who I'd never met in person before. 
Um, but they were around the halfway point for me, and they invited me into their home. I met their family, and, you know, it was just, it wasn't weird at all, you know? If I had told somebody, oh, I'm going to go meet a stranger that I've talked to online, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of, you know, I don't know about that, but it's just so cool. And, you know, especially then moving to Miami as a 29-year-old, I really was like, oh, I don't know, how's it going to be to make new friends when, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I don't drink, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. And with me, I'm confident with it, but I know other, you know, I was like, I don't know how that will be trying to be social. But God put in my heart and in my life um, four other young women who are in this program who understand what it's not only like to have this compulsive disease, but also what it's like to seek recovery and to put those values first. And we actually got together for some of the sessions of the birthday party a few weekends ago. Here I was new saying, I don't, I don't know anyone in this city except for my partner, and I work from home at a desk right next to my bed. My world was so small, and God opened it up for me before my eyes. Um, and the last thing I wanted to just share was that it says there will be no stopping. And when I first read this, I feel like I probably had the attitude of like, oh, great, it's going to go on forever, you know, like, oh, gosh, there's no stopping. And now I read that with a smile where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, there's no stopping. Either there will always be someone to help as the bright spot of my life, or even more amazingly, then everyone who needs to recover will have had that chance, which is, you know, I would love to work with others forever, but wouldn't that be something? Um, so the fact that I can look at there will be no stopping with gratitude this morning, um, what I hope to be a very long life ahead of me is just remarkable. So thank you for letting me share that, and I'll pass. Thank you. Perfect timing, Victoria W. And Raquel, you have two minutes. Please share with us. Um, I will try. Thank you very much, moderator. This is such an incredible meeting, and I'm so excited that we're doing this now for the what, eighth or ninth time? The whole thing is exciting. Uh, friends, you know, friends galore. I, I heard this one I like very much. Strangers I only are only friends that you haven't met yet, and it happens to me so much because I've, I've wandered around a lot. I hope you hear me. Yes, we can hear you. Oh, we just lost you, Raquel. Yes. Did you hear me until now? Anything? Yes. 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 We're good. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank you. So, you know, there's no chances, no just, uh, uh, it's God incidents, not coincidence, that I found yesterday. Um, uh, uh, a few pages that have been written in 1986. I was then already like uh, seven years in programs in 79, and yet it is so revealing and so sad to see what terrible trouble I was in and to think that now because of this wonderful program and how it evolved to become the vision for you where we do understand the disease finally, you know, doctor's opinion. But I, I, I just have to read a few lines of this, where I was. I wrote April 27, 86. Of course, it's very sad that soon I will not have any piece of clothing that I'll be able to button or to zip up. Wild, I'm translating from Hebrew, wild eating has not been that bad in a while. The amount of fear and anxiety that I'm experiencing now, I don't think I can I can withstand it. This is too much. 
And here, I know that the, the food will anesthetize me, and then I will fall asleep, and I'll have no feelings anymore. Things like that, you know. I had to, my house burned down that year in Connecticut, and I was about to move to Boston to a new position. I will stop. But here is, you know, it's, it's 2002, and I have 13 years with all you wonderful people. Thank you so much for being there. Wonderful recoveries to everybody. There isn't such a thing in the world as, as our uh, compulsive eating or compulsive anything program that sticks close to the big book. And really, congratulations to everybody who, that we last and here. We're almost finishing again, page 164. Yay! Thank you. Thank you, Raquel. Thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 18,495. That's 18495. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. And Crystal P., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you have in God. See to it that your relationship with Him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to Him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.